Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? I hope you have a wonderful day. This is, of course, your daily financial news where we talk about investing, real estate, your money, consumers, all of that good stuff. And yes, we do mean daily. So if this is your first time watching, do yourself a favor and hit the subscription. Also appreciate all the thumbs up. That just makes me feel good. But uh, being a subscriber would be awesome and get that notification because I try to do these every day at 7.30 a.m. All right. Today, you know, we're going to start with just the crazy melt up in the tech stocks, right? We're talking Tesla. Good morning, everyone. Um, You know, Tesla, Apple, things of that nature. And I think we really we've really entered a FOMO market, uh, fear of missing out. The closest thing I could think of is when all of the tech companies were going IPO, or actually, let's be clear, not tech, dot-com companies were going IPO. I was, I think I was in my early 20s. I still had two jobs. I had a day job as an accountant, and I was selling washers and dryers uh, in the evenings and on the weekends, working seven days a week. And I remember every conversation on that uh, that sales floor for washers and dryers was about which which dot com company to buy. We weren't talking about uh, price to earnings ratio. We weren't talking about profit. We weren't talking about anything that the average investor, you know, would research. We were just talking hot names. And I think we are entering that era, if not already in there. And that feels really good. It feels great. I mean, I remember coming back every Saturday when I opened the store, talking to my buddies going, hey, I bought X, Y, and Z, and they bought, you know, A, B, and C, and and we were all up 100% or whatever it was. And, you know, that felt really good for seemingly nine months, and then it went to hell. So I think we're in a similar stage. This is the closest thing I've seen, right? Tesla is up 400% this year. When you look at Tesla as a business, at least as a car manufacturer, they're having increasing competition around them, right? They have to build a lot of factories. That's a lot of capital that has to go out. I mean, they're trading, I think I saw somewhere on, you know, like 2030s earnings or something. It's just, it's just insane. Apple, uh, you know, is going up as well. But, you know, Apple and Tesla are really really in different shape, in my opinion, right? Apple has really blossomed their portfolio, multiple revenue streams. Services now make up, I think, 20%, uh, which is, you know, a lot better than just being a product company. Uh, You know, so so Tim Cook and team have done some pretty amazing things, but still, 2 trillion, 2.1 trillion as of this morning. They went from 1 trillion to 2 trillion in like, I forget what it was, seemingly... Uh, half a second. Um, there's just a lot of fear of missing out in momentum. And I just had to call it out because eventually this story ends. Eventually this story ends. Don't know when, don't know what will cause it, 
but it will end. It will smash spectacularly. And we will all be looking around at each other going, see, I told you, see, I told you. But for all I know, it could be a year away. That's, you know, the, the market, I think Warren Buffett said something like this. The market can remain irrational longer than I can remain liquid. Think about that. Uh, so in the end, that is interesting. One thing I do think that Tesla has going for it is there is something coming up called Battery Day. I think it's on September 22nd, if I saw that right. There is talk or whisper of uh, a new battery that would be game changing. Uh, so it is certainly possible that Tesla goes the route of Apple in that it expands itself, right? Apple went from being a very kind of consumer electronics company to a broader portfolio company. So perhaps, perhaps, I have no idea, but perhaps Tesla's battery day comes out. They then become the standard and then you get Ford and I don't know, BMW and all these other companies licensing or buying Tesla batteries for their electric cars. That'd be pretty cool. That would, that would be a monster for the stock, but you know, we shall see. Uh, looks like Apple's four for one stock split recording is today, but it trades on the 31st. Uh, so that's next Monday. Uh, good for them. Airbnb, you know, filing to go public files to go IPO. Um, I think they're going to come out hot. I think, uh, I think hotels and all of that are going to continue to suffer. Airbnb, I think could be a winner into the end of the year because, because people are doing staycations, right? They're going, Hey, I'm not going to get on an airplane. Where can I drive maybe up to four hours for a long week? And oh, by the way, I'm going to get the nicest place possible, right? I'm going to get that big ass house on the lake for a week or a weekend or something. Uh, so I think Airbnb could actually be a winner here. Um, not sure when they're going to actually go, but I would guess in the next 30 to 45 days. Uh, so we shall see what's happening there. I did catch that the NASDAQ is up 27% this year. Think about that. We're in a recession, right? Q1, Q2, we're a recession, right? Or declines in GDP. Q3 will obviously be up, just a statistical fact. Uh, but 27%, the S&P, at least as of this recording, was up 6% for the year. Right, that's S&P 500, right? It's just, it's just interesting to me. And again, obviously, S&P is now 25% on five companies, so pretty crazy. Some deals are getting done. People are going shopping. Blackstone, private equity, uh, did buy or is looking to buy a pharmaceutical company in Japan, Takata, uh, for $2.3 billion. Uh, I think pharmaceuticals, the production of drugs, is a good idea. Uh, I would love to see some of that come home. I'm not sure what's going on with Kodak here recently. Obviously, there was a big uh, uh, loan that was approved that is now on hold, and my guess gets retracted, giving the bad behavior of a couple of people. Uh, but we shall see what happens there. Uh, Delta did announce they're bringing in 50 international flights. They're adding back to the schedule later this year. Uh, again, this is, this is, again, the economy kind of opening up. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know what you're seeing across the country, but it does feel... Uh, I don't know if it's every day. Let's call it every week. We get a little bit closer to normal. Uh, obviously, normal fairness is still quite far away. But, uh, you know, uh, we were coming off a pretty nasty bottom. So every step forward is uh, pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, the stimulus talk. Here's the deal on the stimulus. I, I, think, I think we have to have an agreement by... The first week of September, maybe maybe the 10th, 
I think if we get to uh, the 15th of September, there's no chance of any stimulus getting done. Uh, at that point, not that it, it really is already a political, it, this is a political negotiations going on. There's no interest or very little interest in you and I in these discussions going on in D.C. They're trying to figure out, do we want to give one side or the other a win before November? Unfortunately, that's where we are. It got too late in the calendar year, and um, we shall see. Uh, I do have that there was a hundred House Democrats uh, pushing uh, Nancy to look at a smaller bill focused on unemployment. Uh, I would say uh, that's the one to focus on. If we could do a single deal there, that would be, I could get behind that. Uh, I think 600 is a lot, um, but it's better than zero, right? If, if you kind of look at it, at least in my opinion, if the answer is we extend unemployment at the original 600 or we do nothing, I would much rather overspend than underspend, if that makes sense. Uh, we have a lot of data showing that the consumers are already retreating. And, you know, while Q3 will be a good quarter, Q4 could be a bad quarter. And I think uh, I just saw today, and you'll actually see it, my interview with Stephen Roach uh, will be up at noon today, noon today. Uh, and again, just so you know, uh, I co-interviewed Stephen. So there's another gentleman you'll see on that uh, from named Tom Schaub. Um, he actually set up the interview and invited us to interview him so we could focus on real estate. So you will see in that interview, we talk about the dollar, real estate, consumers, the average Joe, uh, but you will see me and Tom interview Stephen Roach, again, the uh, Yale professor, former, uh, I think, president of Morgan Stanley Asia, something of like that. So that will be up at noon today. It's already scheduled and loaded to go. So look forward to that. Uh, but where I was going with that is one of the things you'll see Stephen talk about is a double dip recession. Uh, I haven't gone back to look at it, but you'll see in that interview when I'm speaking with him, he talks about eight of the last 11 recessions were actually double dips and three of them, no, two of them were triple dips. I have to go back and look at that because um, I haven't validated that yet. I'm again quoting Stephen in this case. Uh, but I bring that up because just this morning there was an article published that one fourth of economists see a double dip recession coming. I actually think that's it's probably more like 50-50, uh, but it really goes back to the stimulus. I think if we get stimulus, more importantly for the people that are hurting, meaning the unemployed, uh, we avoid a double-dip recession. But if the politicians play politics and Russian roulette and gamble with the economy and don't do anything, I think Q4 and Q1 could be negative. Um, I really do. So we shall see. A um, couple other things in that same article. They're talking about GDP getting back to 2019 and 2022. Uh, and they also talked about unemployment getting under 6% by 2022. Uh, I think that's I think that's actually relatively quick, right? We're talking, it's only, it's 2022. I mean, it's crazy to say it's 16 months away. I mean, it's, it's a lot closer than, you know, at least, you know, you think it is sometimes. So um, I think if we got back to 2019 peaks in early 2022, I'd call that a win, frankly. Um, we dug a deep hole. So if we can get back to that by 2022, 
I think that would actually show the strength of the American economy and the system we have in place. But lots of rocks to trip over before we get there. So uh, we shall see. I did see this morning again on CNBC, Biden talking about if he was told to by the scientists to shut down the economy again, he would. Uh, I think that is, I mean, again, hopefully by now you realize I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I think that is a horrible message to send out there. I think the average American doesn't want to think about that. Uh, to let a few scientists tell you to shut down the entire economy, we, we, we're still picking up the pieces from last time. And I think a total shutdown of three or four weeks, as he was talking about, is uh, if I was his um, campaign advisor, I would tell him to stop talking about that uh, because that is going to become something that becomes a bargaining. Or I can already see the other side showing that clip over and over and over again. Biden wants to shut it down. Biden wants to shut it down. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, why would you give him that ammunition? The only thing, Biden, you are losing on to the current administration is the economy. And you want to give them a softball like that, that they can play over and over and over again? Are you kidding me? Why are you doing that? You're making it easy. Uh, whatever. Uh, I did see that Zoom is experiencing outages. That's important for you and I because I'm supposed to interview Greg uh, Dickerson here in about 15 minutes. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what's happening there. And then finally, looks like the NFL... Uh, is getting, uh, it's going to attempt to open the season. A couple of things I saw there is, first off, I read about all these false positives they were having. That's not good. I don't know where their testing organization is doing it, but uh, I read two teams that had 9 to 12 positive tests. They retested and everybody was negative. That's not good. You might want to go clean up your process and procedures, buddy. Uh, and then finally, it looks like some of the teams are actually going to open with fans. Uh, I, I heard Miami Dolphins are going to open with 13,000 fans. I don't know what the stadium in, in for the Dolphins is, but it's got to be 30,000, right? So 30,000 seats. Thir I mean, that's going to look weird, right? I don't know. But again, I think the NFL opening is just another sign like we talked about. It's getting every day gets at least every week gets a little bit more back to normal. And again, that's the trend we want, right? I think it was three or four months ago I was talking about we got to get to the bottom to come out. Um, wow, somebody's telling me 76,000 seats in Miami. Wow. And you're going to have, so that's 20% of capacity roughly. Oh, that's going to look weird on TV. Anyways, again, I think we're on a good trend. Um, we'll see what happens with the stimulus. I have zero faith in our politicians to do anything. I think if they did something, it has to be on unemployment. I think 600 is better than zero. Uh, if that becomes the choice, I choose 600. Um, but we'll see what happens. All right, we'll see, uh, we'll see if Zoom cooperates. I'll be interviewing Greg here in a minute. And of course, you can look forward to Stephen Roach's interview at noon Pacific. And again, remember, I am one of two guests interviewing him. Uh, so I think the video opens with, with Tom showing it. But trust me, I'm in there. All right, everybody, take care.